0: Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Console Ninjas Podcast. This is the second half of our next-gen specials. And today to talk about the PlayStation 4. On my right we have fellow ninja Terry. Hello, hello Terry. How you doing?
1: Ah, uh, not too bad. How are you?
0: Nah, uh, I'm alright. I don't have any new consoles, but uh, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> As it goes. Doing it
1: wrong. Doing it wrong.
0: And also to my left we have Mr. Derek Ritchie.
2: Well, hello right there. there I'm not too bad. How's yourself?
0: Yeah, I'm good, mate. Um, most people listening. Well, not most people, but a lot of people listening won't have heard of Derek very much. You don't tend to do any podcasting at the moment, do you, mate?
2: Uh, no, no, I'm not what you class as a podcast regular at, at any no, point or scale, no.
0: No, but uh, I can vouch for him. He's a top bloke. Uh, you've been going through several games on co-op with both myself and Jace recently. We've managed to get through Gears of War and stuff like that, so he's a good guy. <laughs> So keep listening, people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, today, as everyone knows, I don't have any next-gen consoles. So I'm, these are the only two guys I could get together who have the PlayStation 4. And I'm just looking for a description of it from, from these guys. Tell me why it's good. Sell it to me. Tell me the the, the pros and cons. And then in the second half, we're going to discuss the lovely games, because that's what it's all about. So without further ado let's get started. The first thing we're going to talk about is first impressions. So what I want to know is, first up, did one of you guys want to explain to me what's inside the box? So when you open your brand new, shiny PlayStation 4, what do you get?
1: That is all dependent on what bundle you get. Um, The base model um, comes with the shiny new angular PlayStation 4 console um, along with the HDMI cable your power cable which um, as compared to the Xbox does not have a power brick Um, it's just a straight figure 8 cable that plugs into the back of the console Um, you get the brand spanking new shiny DualShock 4 controller um, with all it's touch screeny goodness Uh, not touch screeny it's um, what would you call it? Touch party touch party um it comes with the touchpad controller um yeah that's the, it comes with a charge cable and a rather lovely headset so in that case talking
0: about uh, talking about bundles what bundles did you guys get so Derek, what, what bundle did you get
2: um i got the gamer bundle so that came with Killzone, another controller and the playstation camera um I think that that was about four thirty from Amazon, if I remember rightly, or something on those lines. But I quite fancied getting a camera because you seemed to be showing some interesting things that you could do with it, so right. I want to see what it was like.
0: Excellent. So, what about you, Terry? What did you get?
1: I got the um, poor man's version. I just got the Killzone version um, with just the uh, controller. Um, yeah, I, I was surprised that it came with a physical copy of the game, though. But uh, we'll talk about that later.
0: Excellent.
1: So um,
0: the next thing that's up for people listening is what happens when you turn the console on?
2: You need an update, basically. Um, <laughs> I, saw, I like, saw that one coming. <laughs> like, a, like all good next-generation experiences, the first thing you need to do is hope you've got an internet connection and get an update for it. Um, it basically starts off with a splash screen and takes you through a few very basic setup um, situations. Uh, you need to plug the controller in and press the PlayStation button for it to recognise the controller, and then set the standard date, time, all that sort of nonsense, and yeah, you'll eventually yeah. get to the point that i will ask you to download an update for the system. So um, about
0: the update, then, how how long did it take you guys to get it, and how big was
2: it? I think it was about 300, three four hundred meg. It didn't really yeah, take that not long. Not, yeah, it didn't take that long. So to bad.
0: download. There was there was horror stories about it perhaps going to be quite massive. Wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? And that's not. That's not massive,
1: is it? For some people. It depends on what kind of internet connection they've got. But, I mean, I did, mine took probably about 5-10 minutes to update.
0: Yeah. And do you need to install this update to actually play the console, or
1: could, could you have played it without it? You... As far as I'm aware, you do need it. I think so, yeah.
2: Oh, I think you you can play games, but it does include a lot of the necessary network configuration and yeah. some of the more basic sharing aspects as well, For you need the download to have that actually be enabled.
0: Right, so if I wanted to just play it from the box, if I'm staying in a third world country somewhere <laughs> with just a PlayStation 4, will I be able to play this, do you think?
2: Yeah. If you got it, didn't plug it into the internet, just plugged it into your TV and put a game disc into it, I believe it would still work. But you would have a very limited, and even a limited machine to actually work with at that point.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, which is probably fair enough to be honest. As long as I can actually get playing the games a on day, one I'm not, I'll will imagine that I'm going to have it have the internet when it happens. But just in case, so you got your uh, not too bad, not too large update out the way. What happens next?
2: Well, the next thing you'll have to do is log in with your existing PSN profile. You don't you don't have to, but it's generally recommended. That's the, quite a good way to go is to log in with the existing PSN profile, or if you this is your first um, Sony console, um, then create a new one at that point in time. Um, start finding your friends through your general social media stuff, and oh, but
0: trophies, man! Do you get your trophies back?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's like everything else. Your account is pervasive over your PlayStation 3, your PlayStation 4, your PlayStation Vita. So any trophies you get on any of those systems will be available to you on whatever system
1: you are logged into at that point in time.
0: The way it should be. Yeah. Definitely.
1: I mean, it does ask you at one point... Um, I think at one point it does mention about tying into your social media account, so if you've got anything like Facebook... Hmm. Um, because they want to do the real name experience where it's turning into its own version of Facebook and tying all that good stuff in. So you've you got your separate PlayStation Network account, um, which has all your friends list, it has all your trophies, it has everything on there um, that you had before on your PlayStation 3 and your PlayStation Vita. Um, and then you've got this real world kind of, you know, like I say, a Facebook interaction where you're literally logging into a Facebook page and... Um, yeah, it's updating. You can either use your gamer pick or you can use your Facebook picture. Um, sure. so mine's of me and my missus. Um, but you know the good thing about the PlayStation, and you know moving on to the operating system, the good thing about it is tied to, kind of similar to the Xbox One, where you've got followers. You've kind of got the same on the PlayStation, so you can have friends. And then you can have what they call a real name request. So if you're friends with someone and obviously you know them by name, you can actually go in, send them a real name request, and then at that point it doesn't just show them your game a picture, it shows their real name, it shows their Facebook picture, which I think is. It removes that whole anonymous feel to it. You feel like you are really friends with these, you know, obviously you are really friends with these people, but. It gives it more of a personalized yeah. feel as opposed to just yeah. seeing a gamer tag, which I think I appreciate that a little bit more. You know, it's it, you see who your friends are and everything, and if they have that Facebook, then they can tie their you know private pictures and stuff yeah. to to that as well, which gives it a more personalized feel.
0: Once, so this um, this this will happen as soon as you kind of what after you've done the whole PSN stuff, it will offer you to sign up link all these accounts then straight away It will
2: do, you don't actually I mean I've done a couple of real name friends requests as well and I have not tied my Facebook account to my Playstation 4 at all Mm -hmm. Um, I did not do any of that social media stuff just because I didn't want any Playstation 4 updates sneaking their way onto those um, services that I use but you can still use the real name stuff and it still works just as well even if you don't elect to uh, tie your Facebook account to your PS4
1: Okay. Yeah, I didn't see that because I automatically just tied yeah. into Facebook, but it's nice that at least they give you that option to do that if you want to. Yeah.
0: Well I guess at this point if we're already talking about um what it can do socially and stuff like that. I guess it's time to move on to the the OS and what can it actually, what 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 the console can do. So um first up I remember from when my brief time of owning a PlayStation 3, I remember the operating system wasn't wasn't so nice was it it was quite fugly uh, yeah things were easy to find in it but it just ugh. so what what's it like now is it is it still have they done anything to improve it
2: yes it's a much more streamlined um, system they've got now what they've tried to do is basically distill the various components of what people probably really want out of a games machine and yep. push them to the front. So what happens right. is you've got a top layer, which includes your PlayStation Store, your profile, your friends, party chat, and uh, notifications, all that sort of stuff. And any time that you want, you can just jump back to the dashboard, move up to that top layer, and have access to any of those particular areas straight away. And the layer below that is where it basically stores your list of games that you've got. And those yeah. are games that you've ever installed on the system, which you can delete if you want from that screen. So if you've got 20-odd games and you want to cut them down, you can do that just by deleting them from that screen. And it will uninstall it from the system as well. Yeah. And it's a, very, it's a very quick and it's a very snappy operating system you've put in there. Um, it's very straightforward to get to the bits that you want to get to. And it's if, much more straightforward in that regard.
1: It feels a lot cleaner um, than the, the, the PlayStation 3 did. I mean, it still has that feel of of the cross-media bar. Um, you know, it's, it's still got... I, is it probably the same row of icons going across that the PlayStation 3 cross-media bar did? But it, like you say, it's got that drop-down menu that... I mean, when you first boot the machine up, I mean, um, you know, it, it goes straight to your game page. So it's immediately got the list of games there. Um, you know, so you can see what you've played and they've just introduced... That's an
0: improvement, that's definitely an improvement, because uh, from what I remember, it used to start you off in the profile page, did it not? Yeah. yeah. So you would be stuck looking at all your different profiles, and you would have to go all the way to the far right to get to your games, but I mean, it's it's not much, because um, I take mm-hmm. it by... but I think if you've got one of these consoles by this point, you're going to know how to load up a game, but It does a lot for the feel, I'd imagine. Yeah.
2: I mean, the PS3, it depends if you've set it to automatically log into a particular account. It does go straight to the Games tab if you've got an automatic login. If not, Mm -hmm. it will instantly put you to the
1: profile section. I just think it's it's a nice little inclusion because it's like, yes, you are playing a games console. Here are the games. Go for it. They're there straight away for you. But it's very easy to navigate. Very easy.
0: Do the games still shout at you when
1: you highlight them? You can not initially. It's got the pictures of the games and then it has its separate like little drop down so it's got like overview, <laughs> recent you know, recent trophies, um, and then like the social media see what so and so's just earned achievement wise. Yeah. And then it kinda blares at you. Um, now,
0: when I s when I say the game shouted at me, what I mean is um when I'd be sitting in the the menus and when it would load up, you'd go all the way to the right and you'd kind of leave it there to go and get a drink before I actually loaded up a game or something <laughs> like that. And uh, quite often it would be... What, what was the kind of Roco game but for the PlayStation 4? The PlayStation 3, sorry. Oh,
1: fucking I, 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 can't remember,
0: I can't remember what it was called, but there was one like that anyway that I'd got. And it would always seem to default on that. And while I was away getting my, my drink, if my TV had been up even just a little bit loud theme for that game would come on and just start screaming out the TV at me before it even loaded yeah. up. <laughs> that used to drive me nuts. It, um, does does it still kind of do that? or?
2: No, it definitely doesn't do the... The idea of the splash screen, if it, I think is really what you're talking about, where if you left it on a game, it coveted the whole background in an image of that game, and if it had a theme, it would start to play. They don't, yeah, the they don't really do that anymore. It's more bracketed into... Here's what the game is on that front screen. We make the picture a little bit bigger, and if you want to dig deeper into the various aspects of it, then you just pick one of the options on drop down. As Terry said, the overview, etc. Yeah,
0: a bit more friendly then, so it's not going to shout at me this time. Certainly a
2: bit quieter.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it still does have like like Resogun plays like the main theme in the background, but like you say, it's not going to be blaring and screaming and shouting at you. Yeah, like I don't know what players. it was, because it always it always seemed to be louder than the actual games. <laughs> do
0: you know what I mean it was as if the games were screaming play me play me <laughs> anything you highlighted over the top of them um, so the next thing we would ask is we now have party chat is that right
2: yes so Yeah. how does that look? pretty much as it does on your 360 is <laughs> they've literally new enough lifted that system straight from the 360 and put it on a PS4 and that's really about it to be honest it's not they give you a couple of extra options as well that I can't remember off the top of my head, but for all intents and purposes, it's a straight 360 left from what I could see.
0: Mm. It works, doesn't it? It's yeah. Uh, there's there's no need to change what is essentially a brilliant a brilliant feature. Uh, you guys been using that much the party chat? No.
2: Nope. I I have been I've been using it with um a couple of people on PSN just to sit down and have a chat um. We'll just get it out of the way. The headset that they give you is pretty poor and quite uncomfortable. If you can invest in something, by all means, do so. Because the headset they give you is also actually very losable. As I'm pretty sure I don't know where my one is just now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the actual the codec quality is serviceable. It's not it's not the best one out there, but I could hear what they were seeing and you could hear me. Um, and right. it's cross-game, and as far as I can see, it's cross-invite per game as well through the party chat, so it's, it's it's perfectly functional about what it does, and it does it yeah. to a good degree, which is all you really want it to do in this sort of situation.
0: Of course. Uh, is it better than listening to me on my horribly buzzy Turtle Beach headset, Derek?
2: Uh, it is, but <laughs> you, you, you're the one that's in charge of that Turtle Beach headset, mate.
0: <laughs> it's terrible. So, what about the the apps? Is there anything in particular app-wise that this has over the the PS One, or even just anything new that is worth talking about?
2: Um, it's got qu- it's got quite a lot over the PS One. I'll give you that. Um... I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, and the two and so, the three.
0: So, so, <laughs> so it's got more than a it's got more than a CD player, is what you're saying.
2: Uh, no, it hasn't got a CD player, actually, which is kind of the ironic thing in this whole discussion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, everyone, PS1 wins, you don't bother
1: with well, P- The PS1 was automatically better, because at least, you know, Gran Turismo 2 had a scratch and sniff disc that made it oh, sound like a burnt rubber tyre. That's true. And so PS1 wins, hands down. Um,
2: but I think in terms of the standard apps that are there, uh, there is nothing out of the ordinary. It's got Netflix, it's got Love Film, it's got Demand 5, 4D... All encapsulated under one thing that they call TV, um, right. so it's again it, it's not pushing any boats out here in the nice possible way. It's not going, it's not doing anything out with a comfort zone, but what it yeah. does do, it does well.
1: I think it, given that you know the the PlayStation has always been touted as this is a games machine, it does personally it feels a lot better than the way that the Xbox One does it, considering that that's a multimedia you know, an all-in-one thing, it categorizes everything, it organizes everything, everything is in a specific category that you want it to be in, it's easily accessible, and it works. I think that's the main thing with these, is it just works. So, Mm -hmm. it it does feel a lot better. And that's what I mean earlier about saying it's a lot cleaner, it's just, yep, there it is, okay, go to that, done. It's very simple to get to. Um, Yeah.
0: Fair enough, That's that's a good answer. Um... So in that case, there's nothing really to talk about. Is there anything else, before I move on to the machine itself, is there anything else that that you guys feel hasn't been spoken about? Because well, obviously I've not had it, so I don't even know what things to highlight.
2: The most obvious is probably the social stuff. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you've used much of it yet, Terry, in terms of the streaming or whatnot, but that's, that is what Sony is effectively using as their trump card at the moment, really.
1: Yeah. I think I think the difficulty being is because uh, I don't know if you've if you like you say if if you've done the Twitch or the um UStream stuff yet, that is well hidden um in the settings to actually tie your account to um the console itself. It's not very apparent that you know, oh hey, there you go, stream section, go for it. Um but I tied both of my accounts in and I did stream a little bit on uh Twitch. Um, which I, I tied my missus in and held her at gunpoint and said watch as i play this game um and she watched as i played rezogun and um
0: was that an enjoyable experience for her
1: there was many explosions going on yes um yeah uh, it was uh, she enjoyed watching me play the game um and yeah i enjoyed playing it so it works um i can see me um she could see everything that was going on as well so it was it was pretty cool um Taking screenshots and posting them online is is also another highlight. But I think the thing at the moment is if you either don't like Facebook or you don't have a Facebook account, as far as I'm aware, you can only post videos to Facebook. I think yeah. Twitter might be coming later on, but at the moment it's just Facebook that you can yeah. um, save videos to.
0: Fair enough. I think Twitter's quite limited for things like that. Anyway, isn't it? it's yeah. not the best place for putting videos. I'd like to. Uh, I'd
1: like to believe that they could. You know, I mean, obviously, if you wanted to, you know, YouTube and stuff like that, you know, I'm pretty sure that would later. probably
0: be the better one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to hope that eventually they have access to YouTube, so you can start uploading things there, because that's going to be your your primary thing. Once it's on YouTube, you can put it anywhere. I don't
1: know if I'm, I don't know if I'm right in this one. Um, and you might be able to back me up on this, Derek. But with have you have you tried streaming from this year?
2: No, no. i no. uh, the, I've not really done much on the sharing aspect because I've always been more of a, I just sit down and I play the game and I kind of, mm-hmm. I I don't do a lot out with that. So a lot of what Sony is selling me is something I'm not dramatically interested in doing. Um, okay. The, only, the main thing that I've kind of taken from it is, I can't find, or I don't believe there's any actual video, video editing software on the machine. So you've not got that yeah, it. I think you get your 15 minute block of footage but what the only thing you can realistically do with that is to upload it somewhere to edit on a PC, maybe. Uh, and it's not it does lack that, and I'm no doubt that Sony will put an app out there that does it, but right now it, you don't be able to seem to do anything with the footage that you captured, apart from yeah. literally just push it out as a raw 15-minute piece of footage.
1: And the good thing is that at least we're at a point now where we can just simply add that variant update yes updates are still here ladies and gents don't worry about it um but you know it, it's you know being able to implement other websites and later on down the line and get new partnerships and deals and you know it will make it a lot easier um to do but i believe with streaming it doesn't actually save the footage no twitch the
2: uh, archiving on twitch is currently not enabled for ps4 mm-hmm. as far as i'm aware it might be in the future but it currently isn't and I don't know what the Xbox situation will be whenever it comes round to them implementing their Twitch functionality.
1: Yeah. The the one thing I did notice with the uh, streaming was the fact that when I earned a trophy, um, on the stream it actually blanked the trophy out, oh. which is a way of like a, a non spoilery. If someone's watching this, and then you know they unlock a certain trophy. It just blanked it out on screen so you couldn't actually see what trophy I'd unlocked, whether it be a secret achievement or a trophy, I do apologise, my head's Mm -hmm. in Xbox One at the moment, (laughs) Um, so whether you're unlocking a trophy or, you know, a a secret trophy, um, yeah, it just blanks it out.
0: I suppose talking about apps, and I I don't think it necessarily counts, but one of the the biggest um, aces up its sleeve that the PlayStation 4 has is PlayStation Plus, so who's signed up to PlayStation Plus?
2: Me And I have as well.
0: Right, so you're both signed up. What games have you had for it for a start? What have you had?
1: I'll let Terry go first on this one, and then I'll chime in. It's probably the easiest way. Sure. Yep. Um, PlayStation Plus, it works as advertised. Um, it gives me free things, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, given that it's next-gen, it's nice to feel loved. Um, Just the fact that they give you two games straight off the bat, um, which is uh, gun and Contrast. Um, but the the one thing that I think everyone knows now is that you do need PlayStation Plus to play online. Uh, this isn't just an optional thing that you can tie into now as it was with the PlayStation 3, so it is required to play multiplayer games, which they did sneak in, but I think at this point, you know, everyone is kind of used to that on the Xbox side of things, so it's perfectly natural on this side.
0: Yeah. That's quick and simple. Derek, did you have something to say?
1: No, uh, He's
2: basically encapsulated it as... Exactly, as you as you probably need it to be encapsulated. It's it is a requirement now. It's something that I'll be honest, I didn't have before I got a PS4 simply because I tend to buy a large amount of software anyway. So a lot of what they were giving away for free, I already owned. So alright, sure. Well, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's more it's an interesting case study because in a way, I never needed PS Plus because uh, the stuff that I was playing, I was enjoying playing. And I knew I would never going to have the time for all the free stuff that they were giving me. Yeah. So it's I am now having to pay for something that I wasn't originally really intending to pay for. In this case, as opposed to the Xbox Live subscription, which has always just been a case you always need for multiplayer. Um, so I don't begrudge PlayStation Plus, I just don't get as much out of it as probably some other people will. Uh, but it is good to see that what they are offering straight off the bat is good quality software from launch. As opposed to seeing, oh, we'll do it a couple of months down the lane when there's
1: been a library built up I mean if you think about it this way, I mean the way that these consoles have worked, I think the PlayStation initially at least um if you're going in there with a PlayStation plus account gives you better value and um, that's that's my opinion at least I mean mm-hmm. you get Rezo gun and Contrast uh, free with a PlayStation plus subscription, mm-hmm. which to be fair, if you buy a new console, you're probably going to get the subscription anyway, so. I would have thought you'd get it for free. And then you get War Thunder, Warhawks... It's, is it Warhawks? Yeah, Warhawk. Single. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, right. Um, so you do get War Thunder, you get Warhawk, and you get DC Universe Online, and which, to be fair, is a PlayStation 3 game. And then you've got Blacklight Retribution, um, are all free-to-play games, which... It's quite a decent amount of titles to yeah. give you, you know, for your brand spanking new console. Yes,
0: yeah, it's, it's good to know that when you open the box, you're ot- you've automatically got things to play. Yeah. Mm. And uh, if you're the type of person that can't really afford to buy loads of games on top of the really expensive console you just spent all your money on. And to be yeah.
2: fair, a lot <laughs> of what Terry just mentioned, you don't even need a PS, PS Plus 4. A lot of the free-to-play titles do not require a PS Plus subscription in the first instance uh, to actually sit down, download, and get cracking on.
0: And it's it's fairly easy to access PlayStation Plus. It's all quite transparent because I remember the last time it was all hidden in the not so easy to access store. Well, it wasn't not easy to access. It just wasn't.
2: Uh, no, the store probably
0: anywhere near as user user friendly as the Xbox Marketplace was, hmm. um, and PlayStation Plus was buried in that before. And it's, is it, no, it's, it it's fairly now?
2: it's fairly front and center about PlayStation Plus on the store at this point. I think it's a top thing as soon as you enter the store, the top banner yep. on the left-hand side menu is PlayStation Plus.
0: To be fair, I was an early adopter for uh, PlayStation Plus, mm-hmm. and I think it was only just finding its legs when I started, because you, you weren't even getting good games for it. Um, so I, I, my view on that is probably quite old-fashioned, I don't even know if that was ever changed afterwards. But yeah, as I say, it all sounds quite up front, and Uses the whole store itself. Is that quite transparent as well? It's
2: okay. Yeah, it's okay for the moment, but it's not. there's obviously not a huge amount of stuff on it. The real proof of the pudding will be in six months when there's a lot more content on that store.
0: Mm. Fair enough. So last but not least in this uh, the the first half is I want to talk about the hardware that you actually get. Uh, so first off, what is the machine itself like? Is it to, to use? I know we've all seen it behind the cabinets in Eurogamer and we've all seen pictures and stuff, but what's it like? Is it heavy duty? Is is it quite slick? Someone, anyone want it's, to take a,
1: it? It? it's a slick piece of kit. Um, it's <laughs> it's thinner than the slim PS3, the middle of the three models. Um, right. It's surprising. Light. For the amount of power it chucks out, it's a very small console um it's a hell of a lot smaller than the xbox one um it runs pretty quiet um the only issue i've had was when initially plugging everything in and because it's angular at the back and um, because we like angles um it just makes it a bit fiddly to plug everything in but i know that i'm not the only one that's finding that a bit finicky but then again once it's plugged in you don't have to fart about with it anymore
0: no, that's unless you're planning on moving it from room to room and stuff like that. Although I did
1: buy a camera afterwards, and to try and find that, I had to pull the whole console out, look around the back of it, try and do the whole turn the USB thing two or three times before plugging it in correctly. And uh, yeah. yeah, but apart from that, I've not had to touch it, so that's not necessarily a problem once it's set
0: up. Yeah, fair enough. What were you, Derek, anything in particular?
2: I like. I don't really like the slanting nature of it. It just looks a bit odd. It looks as if it wanted to be a rectangle and someone bumped into it by mistake. <laughs> and everyone went, well, actually, that looks pretty good. We'll leave it like that. But it's, it's
0: got to be better than the giant block of the Xbox One, at least. Yeah. From, from what I'm, I can see, it, it
2: The thing is, to me, they're both black devices that I stick under the TV and then it doesn't matter. I don't notice them. Yeah, they do, they fair both fair kind of disappear for... <laughs> um. The only difference is one has a light at the front of it, and one has a light that goes up the side of it and that that's just, that's the only real difference to me it I don't think it looks bad I don't think it I'm not a particularly massive fan of its look, but at the end of the day, it just slips onto the t v and it's done and as Terry said, yeah. f- sticking that USB cable in for the camera was a that was a bunch of fun. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: to be honest with you, apart from I mean, you could maybe argue that the PlayStation One was. They haven't been known for making pretty looking consoles, have they? No,
2: and to be fair to the PS4, it is a much better looking thing than the PS3 ever was. It looks. Mm-hmm. If you showed it to somebody, they'd go, "That looks quite interesting. That looks a bit, a little bit different." Whereas if you look at the PS3, you just go, "I don't know what that is. Does it open yeah. up and kind of put something in it?" That's
0: yeah. That's what especially I, that big fat one that first came out, which don't fucking get me wrong, George Foreman grills. Yeah, yeah, that was that was absolutely horrendous. And even when you look at the the first PlayStation twos when they've come out as well, they were horrible yeah. as well. Uh, this is, yeah. so it's, it's certainly an upgrade from from their point of view.
1: I think the way that it feels is that this is the slim version of what the PS4 should be. Like the, the in my head, there should have been a fatter, bigger version of the PlayStation 4 and this feels like the Slimline version, so if they do release another version of it later on down the line that is the essentially PS4 Slim, I don't know how much smaller they're gonna get than this. Yeah. No. I would
2: I would be interested to see if Sony at some point decide to try and release a version that had no disk drive in it at all. Okay. And yes, so and just sell goes. that yeah, sell that alongside one of the disk drive? It depending on how digital mm. trends and digital market places begin to go. If they well, think I mean, that if you get away with it, then you might.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at the way that Macs have gone. Apple have done the exact same thing with the iMac. You know, they've really, yeah. you know, they've removed the disk drive completely now, and that's a set a separate atom, uh, which I find is a bit crazy. But I don't think we're in a position where we can go all digital. But yeah, no. I think you're right. Once it kind of becomes the standard format of, yeah. of distribution, I, I think that's that's where they probably yeah. will be the
2: probably right. Clever way they'll do it is if they provide it as a choice, as opposed to the only choice. If they give Hmm. you a digital only version and a disc drive version, then that would be that could be interesting.
0: If that's the case, though, they they need to make sure that everything is available to download. Um, Which they already do that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they've.
2: uh, I think at least for excuse me, most of the high profile releases and. As far as I can see, all releases tend to get released digital day one. That's something that they have confirmed as the case, I think, for this gen.
0: Mm -hmm. The problem that creates for me is, though, and I know this is all hypothetical because they haven't taken away the disk drive, but um, the problem that creates then is, like, when you look, um, because I don't have PlayStation as an example here, you look at Xbox, every now and again they remove games from the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with disc games, then you've always got access to the ones that were out earlier that weren't as popular. You can always go on eBay, Amazon, um, whatever second-hand shop you want to go in and get them. But it just it would just mean that as soon as they take something down, then that's it. It's gone. You can't get it anymore unless you've already downloaded it. So that, I, I guess that would be something that would make me apprehensive. Not only that, though. Oh,
1: sorry, gone. No, no, keep going. I've talked enough. Oh, no, the the only thing I was going to say was I think what they need to do is they really need to take a serious look at the pricing. Um, I think what they've done with PlayStation Vita is very clever in that the digital versions are usually about five pound less than retail, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, yeah. Now they are going for was it FIFA like sixty two pounds or something like that? Really? No, they've. Brought that in line with the.
2: It's. I think it's fifty four ninety nine across the board. Okay, right.
0: Still, though, that's, that's still uh, ten
1: or more than what I paid well, yeah. retail for one of the games.
0: Yeah, when it first came out. But um, look, you can buy FIFA right. Oh, well, I suppose it's for the Xbox One. And how much is that right now? I mean, I'm pretty sure I've seen that for.
2: I'll be fifty. I think forty five, fifty pound if you get it from the right retailer. Um, hmm. From a disc version, I
1: think.
0: Is that how much they're all costing right now? Yeah, yeah roughly. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have a next gen console. Do you know that? <laughs> I believe that
1: yeah, doing the whole. We like to charge more for our services, even though Battlefield 4 is broken. Um, yeah. But they like to charge five pound more because they're yeah. special, so they do the wrong thing.
0: Fair enough. Is that to make up for the fact that they've taken away the season pass? Possibly. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of out of it. Um, fair enough. So. We you can all agree anyway, back to get back on topic, you can, we can all agree that the machine Derek isn't bothered um of what it looks like and you think it's at least better than the PlayStation 3 and 2? Yeah,
1: I think it I mean the main thing, like Derek says, it's a box, it sits there, it does the job. Simple as So Fair enough. Yeah. That's all I really need to from my consoles.
0: Fair enough then. Um what about the controllers, which is what you will spend more time looking at? I... That
1: was the most exciting thing <laughs> about that console.
0: See, see, when I was at um, when I was at Eurogamer, I found the con- the controllers were still a bit flimsy feeling. I felt like if I twisted it too much, I could pro- possibly snap it in half.
1: Well, uh, I'm going to make it's... a bold statement here. Yeah, it's one of the best feeling con- uh, controllers I've ever felt it has oh oh, this is
2: the PS3 controller I think can we all just now agree that of all the controllers that have ever been made the PS3 one is possibly one of the worst that was ever conceived at this point because it just the triggers are all a bit weird and the sticks are all a bit weird and it just never quite felt right so the PS4 they they really did need to make a generational leap in terms of the actual controller and they have done it does hmm. feel... The the stuff that you have got uh, for the undergrips of the actual controller is really nice. It re- feels really good in the hand in that regard. I don't know what material it is, but it feels really good. Um, the I,
0: know, I don't I don't like to sound too fiddly with things, but again, we're all proper gamers. We all play games quite a lot. Um, and you're going to be holding this controller in your hand for a long time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and one of the things... That Actually, and you've you'll heard me saying in the last episode, uh, one of the things I'm, I, I get disappointed about in the Xbox controller is, I don't know why, but the actual bit that you put the thumbsticks into, it, it just feels like your fingers don't go into it, right? Yeah. It feels like this really weird little nub that you're putting your fingers on, and I felt that was a bit of a step back. Whereas I would say when I played the the, the PlayStation 4's controller for all, it was a bit flimsy. I felt as if it just fit my thumbs perfectly. Which is the two most important buttons, if you ask me, is the two thumbsticks.
2: I, you see, I would disagree with you slightly on that one. I find the nubs on the Xbox One pads work a lot, not a lot better. They are slightly better than the PS4 version, but it's, I don't want to. It's I should point I know. I don't want to get into this whole one versus the other. I think we should just be happy that we've both got two very, very good pads. Oh, As I agree with you, mate. I agree with you. Actually...
0: I've, I've had conversations with with some of my co-hosts actually about how that, that's not what this is about. It's just I want to hear about it. Um, yeah. What I would ask then is that just because I've got big fat fingers, then that mine don't fit the Xbox One properly. <laughs> I think
2: you've just we've we're now at a nice situation where one of these pads will work for you slightly better than the other one, yeah. and it's just you figuring out which pad that is. But the The PS4 has the same layout as the PS3, the sticks are slightly lower, the triggers are curved and much better, and the general feel of it's really, really nice in my hands I've found so far. I've sat for hours at a time playing games with it and not had anywhere near the same issues I had with the PS3 pad.
0: Right, so, I guess now it's time to move on to the headset that's in the box. Now, I'm not hearing great things about that, do you you guys want to explain the headset to me?
2: I would, it is a very, it's basically like a Bluetooth headset in many ways. You've got a singular cord that leads onto a clip which has a microphone attached to it or very close to it and a singular earbud piece that goes into your ear. It is, compared to the rest of the box, which has a very high level of polish to it in many ways, you can tell that they've really spent a lot of time in the packaging and the way that they present it to you. It is just a very minor disappointment when you get to what should be the headset, and you've got something that looks a little bit last minute. Just put it in there, sort of thing.
0: Yeah, well, that's disappointing here. Um, what about you, Terry? You getting on okay with the headset, or
1: not used it? It's still in the package. <laughs> uh, still yeah, because you haven't
0: been you haven't been playing online with many people, have you? Not really, no. No. Uh,
1: I mean,
2: I will say very quickly that it does what it does what it says on the tin. Effect to be honest, it's it is a headset. I have used it. People have heard me, and I have heard them. But it is not the most comfortable thing that you're going to use at all. Yeah, it's
0: better than Dixie cups, though. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about this camera? I heard you talking about earlier. You no, know, you said you bought that one specifically for the camera. So, what what does the camera bring to the console? Well,
2: this. This is a problem with them um, probably wanting to include it at the start and then going, we want a better price point, so taking it away. Yeah. There's nothing that is particularly centred around it apart from the playroom, which is a nice little distraction, but nothing nothing particularly major. It's effectively exactly the same as um, all the Double Fine Connect games were on your 360. They're a good muck about, but they're not massive time sinks. I think it's what it's really gonna come into its own for is probably streaming and creating videos and putting a personal touch on them further down the line at this point.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, I think what people have been doing it with it at the moment have been more drunken, naked streaming <laughs> 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 streaming on Twitch at the moment. I yeah. think it's uh, probably what the camera's been used for at the moment, but uh Sounds like that kind of thing. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was perfect, perfect
0: for twitchers. <laughs> but. Yeah. but with the hardware out the way, I guess one last thing I want to ask, and I'm going off the script here, people. Ooh. Um, what I want to know is, does anyone have any niggles? Is there anything that has particularly annoyed you about this console?
2: I will say the only thing that they have... Sony has created a very good, very fantastic, very game-centred machine. But the only, it's really impressive. And the only thing that I kind of came out of it feeling a little bit sad about is that it was very safe in many ways. It is just a games machine. It does just do game stuff. There's a little bit of added functionality to the side. But it's not pushing anything that hard, from my view, if you know what I mean. It's not, it's really just doing what you would expect it to do but it's not one to do any more than that. And right. it's it has, it's kind of like a nicely souped up uh, 360 in many respects and some of the features it's taken across. That's not a bad thing, but it also feels a little bit safe yeah. to me. Yeah,
0: uh, to be fair though, if that's the, the kind of major niggle that you've got with it, that's not too much to complain about, is it? Oh, no, no, that's
2: what I mean. I, it's, that's, that's, it's that's definitely
0: Im- saying good things about the console. Yeah,
2: it's in a very impressive piece of kit indeed. I, I've... I have really hardly any complaints about it at all. As I said it's just that one little thing, it's just a bit I kinda of wish they decided to try and push something with it that made it its own, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah no no, fair enough. What well, about you Terry is there anything that's kinda of
1: annoyed you a little bit? Not really annoyed me. I think some of the omissions that they've they've kinda of left out of the, the update, you know, that you do when you initially turn it on. I think the one thing that it doesn't include that it was supposed to in the um you know, the 1.5 download uh, when you first turn it on, the suspend-resume mode, uh, which is supposed to be you suspend it, and then when you resume it, it you're literally back in the game straight away.
0: Oh, well, so it doesn't do that already? Not
1: at the moment. It has a standby mode, which leaves it in a low-powered state, so it boots up a bit quicker. Other than that, you can't just instantly jump into a game, like, split second. Um, it does take a, you know, you've got to go through the photo sensitive. One in epilepsy, one in thing, and then uh, you know jump into the game that way. But you've still got to go through the same as as if you were turning it on. It's just a little bit quicker. Um, you you still need to go on.
0: through like the, uh, the the start menu and stuff like that. Yeah. Don't load up your game and stuff. Right.
2: Well, well, yeah, yeah. You you basically just press the uh, PS button on the controller, and it takes you through the standard boot sequence, and then just puts you onto the splash screen, the dashboard at the start, basically
1: which right. is, is quite surprising given that they were touting that as one of the main features, which, you know, sounded appealing. And, I mean, I spent Sunday morning trying to look for that feature and then discovered that, oh, wait, it doesn't have it until later on. So I think that's kind of one of the things. But then again, that makes me sound super impatient to play games. But, you know, they said that they're going to have these features and then suddenly they pull them out. And I don't know. It's just a bit of a pain in the ass. But I'm willing to wait for my games to load.
0: Yeah. Again, it, it doesn't sound like the biggest complaint, anyway. So it, it, it's speaking volumes about the console that if that's the only proper things you guys are, yeah. are, are the proper niggles you guys have with it, then it can't be all that bad, any. Eh?
1: I mean, I think it's a super tight console. It, it's very, like I say, it's very clean. It's very accessible. Um, I personally, for me, the controller is one of the best things about it. I mean, I got super excited just taking the controller out of the packet and then Eurogamer came flooding back as to how much I enjoyed using that controller. Um, It's very nice. For me personally, I find it's a very nice controller, but overall it's a a very nice piece of kit. Excellent. So,
0: that's it for the first half then. That's the the console in a nutshell for anyone listening. Uh, But, now we're going to move on to what is in my opinion the most important factor. The game's I'm sure you guys will agree.
2: Oh yeah. yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah got
0: it. So th- this is going to be in a in a similar style to your uh, what you've been playing section, but again, guys, I just like, we want to keep it kind of PlayStation Four centred here. So, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to first up hand it to the the guest. So I'm going to ask Derek, what have you been playing on your PlayStation Four?
2: Uh, I've been playing Killzone Shadow Boar, as I have decided to <laughs> subtitle it from this point. Um, which is the PlayStation, here I've got a big fancy box I can do graphical things game for everybody, really. That's what they were pushing it as. Now I've been a big fan of the previous Killzone games, Killzone 2 and Killzone 3, purely from a basis of... You just run about, you shoot stuff, it looks really pretty, it doesn't tax you to do any more than that, and it's quite enjoyable, 8 hours or so. The problem with Killzone Shadowfall is, there's not an awful lot of shooting. In fact, I don't think there's any more than about half the game I spent actually shooting anything. Hmm. What they've decided to try and do is go along the lines of a little bit of stealth, a little bit of exploring... Little bit of walking about and just admiring the graphics. we all Wait, walking about. Yeah, you'd, you'd think so until you get lost because the marker is atrociously bad at yeah. telling you where you've got to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> which, I can vouch for that one as well. Yeah. Um, so no, walking about is not good. Um, it's it's just a really uneven, unevenly paced game for me. It was. I was kind of wanting just something I could sit down, point a gun at things, and shoot the shoot them in a very pretty environment. Yeah, just to,
0: just to properly enjoy what the console can do graphically and yeah, yeah, and get, and that. have
2: some sort of nice visceral action at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I just spent so much time wandering about, getting a little bit lost, carrying various things from one place to the other, and half the guns I also found sounded like pea shooters, which was a bit annoying.
0: Uh, fair enough. Well, but you, Terry, you've been
1: playing this as well, haven't you? So yeah, I I must have been not necessarily playing a different game, but I I can I can appreciate the the downfalls to it. I mean that objective marker does not pop out at all. Uh, it blends itself super easy into the background. Um, so I spent at one point I spent about fifteen minutes. You know, roaming around the same level, not knowing where to go, and I'm pressing the button frantically to try and get that objective marker. Could not see it. Um,
2: oh, could I? Could I take a guess on what level that was? Go for it. That wouldn't be the one that you had
1: to try and find to get into a train, would it? That's the one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it is one of the best looking. It's easy to say with a con- with a new console, but it's one of the best looking games. Um, I think I've probably ever played. Um, it It's one of those where I stood, kind of panned around, having a look at the bright, shiny um, new environments and, and w- purely what this, this new system could do. Um, yes, there isn't a lot of... Sh- as much shooting as I would like to believe from a first-person shooter. Um, there are a couple levels where you do have to carry things around and it just... Breaks. it doesn't really break it up what, in like
0: it. What, what like fetch quests
1: yes yeah. actually there's, yeah. there's <laughs> some effect
0: effectively
2: there are some the second level it sees you in a space and um, center where you're effectively tasked with carrying things to various places in order to get things to
1: work for about the first third of the level mm-hmm hmm. Which is not what I'm really wanting from my first person shooters. And <laughs> I mean, I did get through that as quickly as possible. But I mean, I think one of the things that I found that was alright with it is the, um, you, you've got your collectibles kind of standard throughout, but uh, the audio logs. Um, the way that these work, and, and something that we didn't mention about the controller before, is that this has a, a speaker inbuilt into the uh, controller now. Oh, right, yeah. Um, So when you pick up an audio log, it comes blaring at you through the um, actual controller itself, which I think is a neat little thing because you've still got your audio on your TV, you've got the audio log separately. The downfall being is that they do come blaring out at you. And I don't think there's any way to stop them from playing once they've started. Um, Though I think during one of the levels, I think I picked up an audio log where it's not a spoiler, don't worry. Um, Stuff's gone bad, basically, and you are hearing this person's, um, from their viewpoint, their last pretty much moments. And just being within that environment and kind of walking around and you could picture it in your head as to what was going down at the time and it brought more of a emotional feel to that part of the level but then again I'm talking about a very isolated part of the game um, yeah. but yeah I, it was a standard first person shooter, I finished it I the storyline's not really there I'm guessing you'd agree with me Derek Oh
2: I, I got to the point that I actually put something else on <laughs> during parts of the game because I was listening to something entirely different while the game was going on because I just could not care less about what the hell was going on in front of me i spent that that's what i mean i got to the that part didn't matter to me so what i needed was some form of action to keep me interested Mm -hmm. and it just did not provide it on a consistent enough basis to make me that interested in the game and the only reason i finished it is because i do have a weird thing where if i do start a game i want to finish it okay um the only thing i would say as well just just out of interest terry some sections look, I'll agree with you, some of them look incredibly spectacular. Um, anything that is in Vecta, uh, Vectra as a as a rule was bright and colourful and immensely detailed and mm-hmm. vast landscapes. But I I don't know if you found the same thing where there were some points where they just put you into what were graphically very technically impressive, but also a bit dull environments. Yeah. There's one section where you've effectively got to go through a whole warehouse near enough what I could see. And I couldn't fault their technicality, but I just thought this is not a very interesting place for me to be. Yeah, it,
1: it's it's you you're basically retreading, um, you know, the other games where it's your brown, muddy environments, um, you know, you're going through the same things over and over, and there's nothing much to look at. Whereas, like you say, with Vectra, is a big, massive, open, bright, shiny vista. Um, and we've, I, you know, if you watch the the E3 presentation, you saw that but you didn't yeah. see much of the Helgas, helgen section which is not you know is, is not very appealing to the eye it's it's yeah. more of the same brown muddy corridors that's about it I really. will say
2: though they've got the best sounding weapons to the helgen so tell you what they've they've got weapons that pack a real punch when mm. you start to use them
1: it's but yeah it's it is a very uh, it's a very pretty game uh, when it yeah. wants to be, but it's like the supermodel of games, there's all style and no substance.
0: No, for, um, I know that it's not entirely what people are expecting to hear about right now, but for someone like me who has never played a Killzone game, is this the kind of thing? Could I get into this game quite well?
2: No. Nope. <laughs> no. No. So, I, I would not. If you want to get into a Killzone game, start with Killzone 2. Right. I would suggest.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I will, I've not decided on what console yet but at all, but um, I don't think this one sounds like it's going to be at the top of my shopping list anyway. I don't think it ever was going to be before you guys spoke about it, but I think you've definitely sealed the deal for me.
1: <laughs> I didn't mind the game. I think it's a serv- it is a serviceable shooter when it wants to be, when it actually lets yeah. you pick up a weapon and use it. But, you know, it is more of a showcase of what these consoles can do. And that's yeah. what they wanted to do. They wanted to pack in a big, massive, beautiful-looking game to show off what these consoles are. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, the only, the only problem I have with that is with being a serviceable shooter. Mm-hmm. We already have serviceable shooters out right now, don't we? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Other ones are available, like third-party ones. So it's it's just it doesn't seem like there's a lot to kind of drag me into this game.
1: I mean, the thing is, it's the same with the AI. The the AI is not anything different from what you've played already. Um, you know, I I didn't notice anything, you know, substantial about the way that they were acting. Or it's just the exact same games as what you'd be playing on a current gen. It just looks a hell of a lot prettier than uh, what they do.
0: Yeah, fair enough. It's a bit disappointing, but I wasn't expecting much else. But, um, so what else have you been playing then, Derek?
2: Um, The other thing that uh, has probably been the second most played is probably Need for Speed, uh, Need for Speed Rivals uh, which I've been playing with a couple of people that I know. I would highly recommend if you do get it, make sure you've got two or three people online at the same time because it makes it so much better if some of you are cops and some of you are racers and driving around the environment. It looks fantastic again, um, there's a lot of particle effects and lighting effects on the go and there's a lot of interesting little environments that they've kind of squished into the play area. Um, handling feels great. The triggers really begin to come into their own at that point. You begin to really notice how much of an improvement the triggers are when you're using them for acceleration and brake. The only slight issue I've got with it is the way that they've EA have decided to do it is to create session-based multiplayer within the single player. And what I mean by that is somebody is hosting... And there's up to six people in the game at the same time as you, which is fine until the host decides that he's going to leave. At which point, everybody stops, you get a big message saying you're being migrated onto a different host, and you have to wait for that to happen. Hmm. Which doesn't. There are times that I've been involved in a race, and it has just dropped the race dead while it has to migrate to a new host. Which, by the time you get back in, it doesn't matter. You've lost the flow. You've got no idea really what's happening. And that race is just stopped Um the only other slight problem alongside that is it's a lot more stop start than most wanted was for example as soon as you start to do a couple of events if you're a racer at any rate you get the cops on you very very quickly mm-hmm. at which point you need to get back to a safe house to bank the currency that you've accumulated called speed points which you get by doing races or events or speed traps or any of those sort of things and that it does make sounds It
0: sounds sneakily familiar to Grand Theft Auto.
2: I know you don't have
0: to go home, but you're not know where you need to. Uh, one, I mean, you're constantly in the in a server with a bunch of other people. I know it's the online one I'm talking about, but also the whole thing where when you gain money, you're going to need to bank it before something yeah. happens to you. So, uh, it, make,
2: it, it can make it a little bit stop-start. The one thing I really appreciate about Most Wanted is you're always in the world. You you drove, you did your race. If you want to go into something else, you didn't break the continuity of where you were. You could always do it from within the game. Here you need to go back, jump out to a menu, pick what you want to do next, jump back in the game, race about for a little bit, go back, jump into a menu, etc, etc. So it loses a bit of that continuity for me. But, I mean, it's a fantastic racer. I'm not going to say it's not a fantastic racer. It's just a little bit more stop-start than other ones have been in the series.
0: Yeah. Um, that's a bit disappointing. What about the? So you, you're saying the multiplayer? Obviously, you're always online. Yeah. And you've been playing a bit of the multiplayer. So what's it like? What kind of kind of stuff have you got on there?
2: It's, I mean, it's really is the same sort of stuff that you'd be expecting in terms of you can do races together, you can do events together, you can go and muck about in the world it really kind of comes alive if you've got people that you know who are cops and you're a racer or you're a cop and you know people who are being a racer and then you can just start chasing them or um, trying to get away from from your friends as fast as you can at any point. You don't have to be doing anything. If they pass you and they see you and they want to start chasing you then they'll just flick on the sirens and they'll be straight. They'll be chasing you within 30 seconds. And it's that kind of playground aspect that I think they want to push but again it can easily be broken by somebody just the host just deciding to leave Yeah. at any point. So they're very close to I think doing exactly what they want to do but they didn't quite know how to make it persistent without chucking you out of a game every now and again.
0: Right. Because one of the things that um, disappointed me about Need for Speed Most Wanted was being a game being from the same team that brought us uh, Burnout Paradise, uh I was expecting a lot more a lot more mucking about to be done on the, the multiplayer side of things because if if anyone remembers in Burnout Paradise you had a lot of like just stunt challenges that you could do with your mates where you you would all have like a goal to do. It wasn't just mm-hmm. racing it was uh and I not I don't remember there being much of that in most wanted. I remember being quite disappointed in it. Is there a lot more scope for mucking about with your mates now then? Because I know you've got, as you said, some of you are police, some of you are racers, so obviously there much you can do with that apart from just attacking each other.
2: Not especially. There doesn't appear to be the same idea of going to a particular checkpoint. Everybody meets up at a checkpoint, for example, or things like um, how fast does somebody get there or do you get to the top of a particular building. That is purely, from what I can see, Cops and robbers, races, time trials, more standard racing game multiplayer base, as opposed Mm. to trying to do anything a bit too crazy, because I don't think they've really built the world for that. Uh,
0: That's a bit disappointing. Mm -hmm. So what what do you think? Do you think it's worth a buy or?
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I even though the last couple of points have been negative, when you're behind the wheel of a car and you're doing a massive drift around a 180 degree corner, and you've got your friends behind you chasing you, or your friends behind you in competition with you, it's still a really, really good feeling. It, right. They've still got a handling model that is quite loose, but enjoyable to race with. And kind of what I
0: like. I'm, I don't like yeah. uh, anyone who's listened to us before. I don't like um, simulation driving games. I'm all about the arcade, because I can't drive.
2: Yeah. It's uh, It's still a superb arcade racer. It's got a st- I think it's just that they had maybe a slight problem where they wanted to do something, they may not have had the time to do it. Yeah. But when you're in the world, and you're racing about, it doesn't matter. It's great fun. You're bouncing around fields, and you're taking massive jumps off of ramps. What's not to like?
0: Yeah. And I suppose if you are a racing fan, and you've got a PlayStation 4, there is... There's not much other... Uh, there's, n- there's not much else in Way of Options, is there?
2: I don't think there is actually anything else at yeah, this point.
0: So, so you can like it or lump it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so that's uh, Need for Speed. What? Anything else on your list, Derek?
2: Um, a little bit of Battlefield, uh, just because... Right, I now this is,
0: the, uh, this is the controversial one, isn't it? Yeah. Well,
2: it would be, but I never had any issues getting a game. So I'm g- I'm going to be the massive party pooper here and say, I did not have any problems. I don't know what everyone's whining about. <laughs> um, <laughs> um it's it is battlefield. It is you running about I most I should point out I mostly did multiplayer. I don't really touch the single player. Um multiplayer is as you would expect. You run about, things blow up, and you get killed after about thirty seconds and you wonder where the hell they shot you from. And <laughs> After a couple of hours, you go, "Oh yeah, I'm kind of getting a hang of this," and you begin to give as good as you get. It's still fantastic. It's still great fun. As far as I'm aware, they have mostly sorted these stability issues, yeah. so it should now it should be much easier to get a game. But
0: and then um, you've got you've got more players on it now as well, don't you?
2: You can have up to sixty four. You taking part in that? Map.
0: Have you taken part in that yeah.
2: yet? Yeah, I, I've, I'm pretty sure I did. Um, I don't know, again, I kind of...
0: (laughs) It can't have been that much of a difference if you don't even remember whether you did or not. Well,
2: the problem is that you die so much that most of the time you go, I'm pretty sure there must be 32 opposition players because you all seem to be shooting at me. Um, (laughs) So, it's great fun, it really is. When you're sitting there and you're just seeing chunks of a building being blown off by an Abrams tank that's not five feet away from you and you're just running about going, how the fuck do I get out of this? (laughs) It's, It's immense stuff.
0: So is that you done with what you've been playing then, Derek?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, there's probably some things that Terry has been playing that I've been playing as well, but I'll let him yeah. talk about those.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. So, Terry, without further ado, would you like to tell us what you have been playing on the PlayStation 4? Aye, right,
1: go on then. Um, let's have a look. Apart from Killzone, uh, which we talked about earlier, I've been playing one of the uh, free PlayStation Plus uh, games, uh, Resogun, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I've
0: been hearing good things about this. I've been, I've been looking forward to this part. It's
1: super arcade Um, it's a ton of fun. Um, what do you want to know specifically? It's basically. What is
0: it? Tell me. Tell me what it is. It's, it's, I've not actually seen anything about. It. I just. I just. He- I'm hearing people now saying this is one of the the highlights at the moment for the console. So it is essentially
1: a 2D shooting game, uh, akin to like Defender. Um, it's. You know, it's a twin-stick shooter. It's left stick, up and down, left and right. And then your right stick is shooting left or right directions. Um, the first thing you're tasked is save the last humans, which... Um, sorry again. I lost what I was going to say, though. Sorry. Um, when you first start the game, um, you've got multiple difficulties, as with all the others. And the one thing I will say about this... Unfortunately, it's very short. Right. There's only five stages to the game. And you can go through those pretty quickly. Um, I started off on rookie mode because I'm a bit of a wuss. Um, and the game is essentially, you know, you're tasked with what they say, saving the last humans. And you are going around shooting waves of enemies, uh, blasting them. And then once every so often, these uh, particular enemies called keepers Will turn up and you have to destroy them to collect these. Um, I think there's about ten humans throughout each level, and you collect those and you throw them at this tractor beam sort of thing uh, to save them, and you get more points. And there's multipliers and there's shit flying all, uh, flying all over the place, and <laughs> it's you know the the clever way that they do it is it, the way I feel is is that you know it's it's very dystopian very dark dingy environment that you're in but the way that the enemies are portrayed with these bright colors and the you know your weapon is glowing and you know all the bullets that are glowing and and it's cleverly contrasted um with the environment making it you know just a spectacle to look at i mean when enemies blow up they blow up the particle effects in this just thousands of tiny pieces just blow all over the place and you know, it it's super fun to watch just a bunch of enemies just explode into hundreds of pieces and, and just stuff like that. It's vi- a visual treat and, you know, it's it's very simple. It is really simple to play. Um, you know, you've got um, what they class as Overdrive, which is a very limited range beam, but it's like a very powerful, you know, if you're in tight situations, you can use that to get out of it, which makes it, you know, Really fun to do. You can boost around levels, which is rechargeable, um, and then you've got a limited amount of bombs, um, which you can use to basically just destroy every enemy on the on the playing field. Um, and yeah, it it's just a very simple game, but it's it's really addictive. Um,
0: it seems like there's a lot going on for for such a, a short
1: game as you. Could yeah, think. I mean that the good thing is, and and you know you've got these varying difficulties, but towards the end of the stage. There's just more and more enemies, they're just hitting you with bigger waves. They you know, they hit you with a like a last boss at the end of the level and um, you know, there's a particular way to take those enemies down and then you move up to a higher rank or higher difficulty level, and then these bosses then change the tactics or they get harder to beat, or there's like more stages to defeat in a boss, or there's more enemies in a particular wave. So it's fun to it does have a lot of replayability, whether that's you Because it does have online leaderboards so you can either choose to play a single level for as long as you can because you get three lives and then obviously once they've gone, game over. Um, But it's fun to go back try and compete with people.
0: Is that how life's work, is it, Terry? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Terry, were you going to say something?
2: No, it's just because the interesting thing about it is it's got a very, very good risk-reward mechanism in it throughout the whole game. As Terry mentioned, there are keepers that come in Sometimes it's a bit hard to actually identify when they come in, because it's not altogether great at notifying you when that happens. Mm -hmm. But if you do manage to get to them, and you do manage to shoot them, you've then got to go and rescue the human. And that's where the interesting part comes in, because they could be halfway across the other side of the um, area that you're in. And so do you try and risk it to get all the way around to get the human? Or are you in a situation that you don't have the ability to do that? And it's an interesting situation there because every single time you rescue a human you get a bonus could be points could be a bomb could be an extra life so they do matter but you don't necessarily know you've always been in a situation to get them so do you want to take the risk do you want to use your boost to try and get halfway across to try and pick them up or do you just go I can't even do this just now Yeah. and it's a very good little me- uh, mechanic they've got there of how much are you willing to risk just to get your bonus back
1: and not it's not just that though but i mean like you're saying you know on top of that it's a case of if you leave it for a particular amount of time then the, an enemy spaceship comes and tries to take it away so if, you know it doesn't they just don't stay there infinitely it's just yeah a very short period of time and then if you balls it up and then you leave it for too long without actually picking them up, then they're gone, and that's it. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, the, your goal is to basically save every single one of them. Um, you know, and sometimes you can destroy. They do it purposely where you can destroy the keepers, and then they are on the other end of the map. So you've got to either boost around if you have any boost, or you've got to be really tactical with the way that you can get around there. Like you say, just leave them and and just get on with trying to survive. But I'm I'm having yeah. a lot of fun with it. It's the one that I'm I'm finding I'm going back to the most. Um, just as like a pick up and play, just quick five ten minute burst.
2: It is. It's really good at just giving you a little adrenaline rush for five ten minutes. Mm. It's not something you're going to sit down and spend hours on, but it's something that you're going to every single time you see it, just go. I just wonder if I can
1: beat my high score from yeah. last time. <laughs> and and that's the thing. I mean, that's what you want from your games. Uh, that's what I want from my games. You know, being from, able to From those, those types
0: of games, anyway. Yeah. yeah. But, like yeah, if, when when you're kinda in between playing your big story games and stuff, it's great to have something like that to just pick up. Yeah. And have something to aim for. Um, especially with being shot, it it, it's, it seems that it's not the kind of game that you'll be satisfied by playing once through. You you, no. you probably would want to go back and play it to, to improve on your, your abilities and stuff.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing, yeah. I mean they they had that in mind when they clearly, I mean with the the Ramp, you know, the ramping up on the difficulties, and you know, having an unlockable like master mode that is just sat there teasing you. Like, if you can beat these other modes, yeah, we'll let you play the master mode, but you probably won't survive it. Um, and then obviously the high trophies behind that, where if you you know can survive a level without dying or anything like that. But it, it's a ton of fun. I'm really enjoying it at the moment. So
0: I won't ask the the question of. Is it Waffle Buy because it's free?
1: You know what, out of all <laughs> honesty, if you don't have PlayStation Plus and you are mainly single player and all this, that, and the other, it's a bit difficult because I think the main of it is you want to see your friends, you know, where they are on the leaderboards and you want to see where people ranking. But as a standalone game, like, you know, we were saying, like, a, it's essentially a palate cleanser between your big games. I think it is worth the purchase. You know, eventually it will come off of PlayStation Plus and people will then have to start buying it. But even then, I do think it is worthy of a, of a purchase.
2: Yeah, I, I'll go along with that. I think it's a, probably, of all the things that I have played so far on my PS4, I, that is the one I would recommend everybody to get so far.
0: Excellent. So, last but not least, Terry,
1: you've got one more for us? I do have one more. Um... Lego Marvel superhero y thingy me bob thing. Um yeah, it's a Lego <laughs> game. Um you've all played Lego Do games. Want... <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've all played Lego games. Um but it's an interesting one. I mean it, I've only played a very small amount of it at the moment, um I played a couple of hours of it. And the amount of unlockable characters on that game, I finished the first level and then you see the screen where you see all of them, you know, the unlockable characters pop up and there must be about 60 centi characters to unlock have if not have more.
0: you played uh, out of curiosity have you played um Le- uh, lego batman 2 yes
1: i played a very small amount of it but yeah i did uh, play that and i played the original lego batman um indiana jones uh yeah are just those three so,
0: so, so is it of similar kind of amount of characters to that or are we talking a lot more are we talking a
1: lot more <laughs> um, <laughs> you're talking a hell of a lot more um, like I say, I'm only a couple levels into it at the moment, but even the the levels themselves feel pretty big, and um, you know you've kind of got a very small hub world, which is the Helicarrier, um, which will you will have seen in Disney Marvel Avengers Assemble Avengers, wherever you're from, um, <laughs> but you've got the Helicarrier and then. You know, to get into the second mission, um, you know, you you base jump straight off of the uh, helicarrier, and you're collecting coins as you're landing, and it's just there's no load, there's no nothing, and you just bang straight in the middle of the level, and it's like Jesus, That's what nice. the hell? That's <laughs> a... <laughs> <It's> no, <laughs> um, you know, it's it's quite amazing to see is that.
0: I can't say I'm not disappointed in the the idea of having a smaller hub world though, because. One of the things I love the most about Lego Batman 2 is just wandering about Gotham City, doing all the different things.
1: Hmm. I mean, yeah, I think, um, so th- I think you can w- wander around the Helic area, um, but I was just jumping straight into the missions, literally. Right. Out of interest,
2: is the, is the script as good as it was in Lego Batman 2? Because I quite enjoyed the back and forth that Superman and Batman had. And that I'm just wondering if they've tried to
1: keep to the same form of jovial nature. They are trying to keep. It. It does have its. You know. It's Lego branded humor, but I don't think the joke hits as well. I've not laughed at a joke yet, and even with Lego, I was kind of even got a little chuckle out of me once every so often. Um, but I think I am more of a DC person, so I think I appreciate Lego Batman a bit more, but. Um, don't get me wrong. I still like my Marvel, but you know the the, the characters that they, they they do try and play off of one another. Like the first mission, um, if you was at Eurogamer, you've got the Iron Man and the Hulk fighting side by side, and you've got the Sandman as an enemy, and and uh, Colossus. Is it Colossus? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's um, what you call him.
0: I didn't play it, so I don't even see this.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, they they try and kind of you know go off of one another and it's a very basic storyline i think the storyline itself is not very is very basic you know and the thing is though from a lego game you're not really coming into it for a story i think you're just coming into smash bricks collect things um and just you know have a silly amount of fun i mean you can play co-op on this um you know as as you can do with the other games but uh I'm having fun with it at the moment. Like I say, if you play the Lego game, you, you'll know what it's about. Yeah. Um, you've got yeah. your collectible, everything. You've got your, instead of red bricks, you've got gold bricks. You've got uh, Stan Lee that makes a, a cameo in every single level. Oh, awesome. Um,
0: <laughs> who,
1: who is actually voiced by Stan Lee. So that does help Please as well. Please tell
0: me he's a collectible.
1: He's not a collectible. What happens is is I think, is it called Stanley? Is it Stan in Peril or something like that? Your yeah, f- I, was, I heard you have to rescue him in every single level, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like you, in in Lego Batman Two, you had the citizens in peril, so you had one of them in each level. That's what I mean by a collectible. He mm-hmm. so it, it is someone you need. You need to find them. He is at, he, in each level. Yeah,
1: um, and you know, for example, the first level again, not a spoiler. It's the first level. Calm down. Um, you're in a the train station and i was just kind of messing around. You fly around with Iron Man and all of a sudden I just see Stanley just next to a vending machine getting really frustrated because it's not working. Bust up the vending machine and then he's all happy all of a sudden because he got out of it what he wanted. So Stanley gets saved. Um, you know, just stupid humour like that. He's not in, in trouble. It's just him getting frustrated about a vending machine not working. Um, just silly things like it's that.
0: It's a nice touch, though. It's a nice touch to have Stanley in it. Yeah, for, for all those, because it's what it's one of the things we're always looking out for in all the movies. And yeah, I
1: mean, I I think that was a nice little nod. I think it he does make a little self-referential, um, you know, nod to the fact that he has made a cameo in the game and pretty much every Marvel film going. So just to have him included in it, I think is a very nice touch. Um, but yeah, like I say, it's um, it's a Lego game. I'm enjoying it. It's. It's a fun little go-around, break things and, and do stuff, but I'm just looking forward to unlocking the tons of characters, and the good thing about the LEGO games is they do have that replayability where you can go back, you know, you need certain characters to unlock certain sections, and that comes back again, like, um, there was the hint that you can only use a person that can control, you know, uh, metal and stuff, so obviously Magneto is going to be in there at some point where you can go back, you know, blast up and whatever and get the collectible, and do all this, that, and the other, so um, it's fun to see, and I think with this one, it's nice, because, you know, you can fly around with Iron Man, Spider-Man makes an appearance, and you can web-sling, and shoot around, and start, you know, doing all his special moves, and they all bring a unique ability, I mean, it it, it just makes it a lot of fun to play.
0: Yeah, and it's also your only opportunity right now to have Wolverine and Spider Man and the Avengers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we want it on so that's, film. So that's mostly why I want it. Yeah,
1: it's it's just fun to see the fact that you know that Hulk and 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 Iron Man together. Anything? Okay, it's the Avengers, and then Spider Man just randomly pops up in the same level. and It's like Jesus, completely forgot you referencing the Avengers and everything. It's it's bizarre, but yeah, it's really fun to see that Spider Man's included in all that, um, as it should be. Exactly. Um but unfortunately the films do not supply that so I'll go to my Lego Marvel games to uh, to do that. Which in itself is quite a weird thing with Warner Brothers producing it. You know, with them mainly yeah. doing DC stuff, you know, it's it's nice yeah. to see that they're treading over into the Marvel side of things as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I suppose they, they still want it to do well, don't they? So Yeah. yeah. So that's what you guys have been playing. What I would ask is, is there any final thoughts in a Jerry Springer styley? <laughs> <Is> it, <laughs> uh, Jerry uh, Springer
2: uh, style I'm not admitting that I know any form of um, transsexuals or anything like that at this point, man. I'm not going
1: down there. As long as you end it with "take care of yourself and each other," then you've got it covered. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, the, the the thing I can I can get from this is that I mean. Sony have done what they set out to do, is make a games right. console, a game,
0: and a good one at that. But it sounds, I think, it's a
1: like I say, it's a very solid unit. It's a very solid console. Um, I think personally, my experience is that the controller, you know, is very easy to use. It's the one downside is that the battery does run out very quickly, um, which we didn't talk about earlier. But I have found that I've had to recharge it a couple times since I've had it. And I'm not a very big user of it, so um, when I have been able to play it, it just keeps on prompting me. Terry Fox's controllers needs recharging, you bastard. Is um, <laughs> the, the the sh- that Sam, what your one says to you? Oh, <laughs> you got a special edition PS4. Well, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, the cable, the charge cable that they supply in the box with it is a specific fit, and it's not the longest cable in the world. So you can leave it in standby mode, and it will charge from standby. Um, but it can still be a bit of a pain in the ass. But because they've got that light bar sensor on the back, I'm thinking that's draining a little bit of extra juice out of it. But uh, no, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I I just can't wait for more games to come out now. Which don't get me wrong, there's plenty out at the minute, but it'd be nice to see, uh, a, you know, six to twelve months down the line, like what they really do bring when you when your yeah. big games come out.
0: Fair enough.
2: Yeah. Eric. I, I... Right now, Sony have made a very, very good, very impressive base to what will they undoubtedly will build upon over the next however many years they decide to support this machine. But for a first stab, they've managed to correct just about everything they got slightly wrong the first time, as well as adding some new features like sharing and social abilities that many people possibly wouldn't have thought they would have actually thought about considering their previous attempts. So, it's a very bright future and it'll be interesting to see over the course of the next two or three years exactly where they decide to go with this machine. Um, I'm not really sure I could necessarily recommend it to anybody at this point just because there is software out there but I don't know if it's compelling enough to warrant a purchase. But as as the machine currently stands, if you have it, there's very little to be disappointed by with it.
0: Fair enough. Well, I would definitely say both of you guys have done a good job of just putting me in a positive frame of mind about the console in general. Um, I, I'm still I'm still kind of torn between both consoles, and I think I'm in a, a, a place right now where I don't really need to worry and snap one up really quickly, although I probably will end up doing that. Um, but you've definitely gave me something to think about and I'm sure anyone else listening who hasn't made their choice yet, you've done the same for them as well. So, thanks very much for that, guys.
2: Not mm-hmm. a problem. No problem.
0: And, um, Derek, thanks a lot for coming on and joining us for this podcast. Ah, Thanks for having me. So, yeah, if anyone has anything to add to that, if you've got a PlayStation 4 and Totally agreed or totally disagreed with anything these guys said or have anything else to add, uh, please get in touch with us at the usual places, which are at console underscore ninjas on the Twitter, uh, console ninja podcast at gmail.com, and we're, again, we're somewhere on Facebook. I don't know how to find us, but just type console ninjas <laughs> and you'll find us somewhere. <laughs> we're there somewhere. Yeah. Derek. Where can people get a hold of you if they want to if they want to chat with you?
2: Well, if they want to find out that I tweet only once in a blue moon, they can follow me at the new Del Boy. Or if they want they can go across to the GamerDork website to find some of my older scribblings.
0: Nice. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening everyone. Goodbye. You guys can say bye. Well. Oh, yeah,
1: okay. Bye. Bye. Ta ra <laughs> <laughs>